Hi, this is Danny Ryan, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. I have procured Chris Edwards for your listening enjoyment. He has been quite busy lately. Yes, very much so. He's been very busy, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I'm, I've been talking to a lot of people about the Jive to SharePoint migration tool, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm anxious to get an update on sort of what are the things you've been doing recently. You know, maybe hit it at a high level, and then let's let's dive into some particular things. I know you've you've added uh, some additional features to it. Sure, uh, let's sure. just let's what, what's what's been going on lately. Yeah, just a lot of activity on the on the Jive to SharePoint migration tool. Um, lots of things, more so around um, just refining the process. So not so not so much the tool. Okay, well, I actually do have quite a bit of updates on the tool, but more of the process about how we go about capturing inventory, really refining uh, the inventory in such a way that people can understand, you know, what what is out there in Jive. Uh-huh. What what do people have that they really care about? And how do they make decisions whether or not a particular Jive place or a collection of Jive content needs to stay or go? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done some improvements uh, really with the process to help make some of those decisions as well as understand when we do move a Jive place, how do we know if we did it correctly? You know, you know it's, like, it's, it's great to be able to move content, but when we move content, what if, what if uh, you know, only 50% of it came across? Yeah. How do you know that? Right? How do you know if 80% of it came across? And if only 80% comes across, is that a big deal or not? You know, do we need to care about those exceptions and care about things that happen? So a lot of more improvements around the tool, you know, really around understanding the process and mm-hmm. capturing ins and outs and, and making sure people are making really wise, able to make really wise decisions about, about the content itself. So it sounds like, um, you have people you take a look at, you have a way of understanding what's currently in their Jive environment so that they can sort of, because there's part of this process may be right. pruning some of it or not moving content over. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that, that people may want to do is is look at when was the last time a place or a particular piece of content within a place. When I say place, I mean, this is a Jive, it's a Jive terminology for any kind of container in Jive. Okay. So one of the things we were able to expose now is when was something last modified okay. in the context of a place. And, you know, a lot of companies, especially the bigger companies, they want to, you know, have a retention plan in play. You know, they don't want to move stuff over that was last touched more than two years ago. Okay. You know? So we can we can now identify that a little bit better than we could before. Uh, and, and really, you know, it may be that they want to archive it, so uh-huh. the way the tool has been designed, and we talked about this last time, is that the tool still maintains the same design where we, we pull content out of Jive and we store it into either a database and or a file system. Okay. So that's, that's kind of the archive, if you will. Um, that's still in play. Whether or not we move it forward, though, that same content, we transform it into something SharePoint can understand and push it into SharePoint, which is our upload piece. We actually have terms for these things now. Um, <laughs> then yeah, it makes it's crazy how that kind of stuff works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we... Um, we can actually make decisions whether or not something goes to SharePoint or not, okay. uh, and and better decisions, not just not just everything. Um, on top of the process and just being able to kind of measure, you know, what are we what are we doing well? What do we need to you know triage? There's exceptions. All these, we're getting timeouts all over the place. You know, how do we go about fixing that? You know, and then mm-hmm. minimizing how much redo we have to do. We don't want to have to redo everything if we find an error later on in the process. Yep. You know, we want to minimize that. So you know, we're not. Not billing for that time. You know, we want to make sure we're using our customers 
money wisely and, and, and really making sure that they can make wise decisions, enabling them, and then also making sure that they get their content in SharePoint and they're happy with what they get. So that's, that's all part of that. Um, we really have made kind of a lot of improvements to the tool with regards to performance and pulling content out of Jive. Um, we've, we've got more of a spec around the tool now. Okay. So before it was kind of a, kind of a loosey goosey, you know, here are the command lines, very, very, you know, I thought it was good. I just threw it out there. It was quick, quickly put together. Now we actually sat back and said, okay, what do we really need to be pulling out of Jive? How do we need to control it? Do uh -huh. we need to pull everything? Do we need to pull it by type? Do we need to be able to pull things by maybe, um, something that was last modified by a certain for a time frame, we, we can specify these different parameters and really kind of hone in on what we want to pull out of Jive. Okay. We also have added multi-threading to the tool. So now the tool doesn't just go after one place in Jive at a time. It can actually go after a whole collection of them based on how many processes are on whatever server or whatever environment you're running on. It can actually utilize those processors. And instead of being restricted by the latency of Jive, and just pulling one place at a time, which is extremely slow, uh -huh. we can actually queue up and, and run multiple uh, pulls from Jive simultaneously. So, so. Do you like in the, on the command line, do you do, do like slash ludicrous mode? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Luda mode. <laughs> Luda mode. Put it in Luda mode and it, and it just pulls it all down in two seconds. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> that, that server starts warming up and it starts. Exactly. Yeah, nice. you, can, you can really see it uh, ripping through stuff. So, and, you know, it's, it's trying to get a balance of, okay, what can we really pull out of Jive? How, how fast can we pull stuff down without causing, you know, it to break as well. So it's it's kind of getting that, trying to get to that balance point, you know. And this is, so when we're moving over, so we're moving over like a batch of site, we're probably working with the client to decide which what's coming over first. Correct. Is that correct? That's correct. And then once that moves over, there's some, because I'm sure there's some remediation on our side. And then there's some, on their side, some, uh, uh, are they going through and some acceptance of, yes, the, my content has been moved over properly? Is that what goes on? Yes. They're, they're typically the customer is responsible for, you know, for validating their own, own content. Yep. But we put a lot of stuff in, try to put a lot of stuff in place and, and really kind of structure the roles for the, like I said, my, I'm on more of the migration and, you know, engineer and tool. I make changes to the tool, but we actually have a migration engineer person now that actually is just running the migrations. That's all that their role is. And they're managing the exceptions and, and monitoring things before the customer even sees the content. Okay. They can, they can help direct, oh, you know, we had a lot of timeouts. Maybe something was going on in Jive. Maybe things were happening at that time. We need to kind of go back through and, and check to see if any code needs to be modified to fix this or, oh. you know, really identifying kind of patterns and, and what kind of issues are out there. Um, so we can decide if that has to be redone or not okay. before even the customer gets it. And then the customer would get it. We would, we would inform them in like more of like a dashboard format or in, into a regular format where they could say, these are the new places that are available Go in, in SharePoint. Okay. We'll have a look. If you find issues, then we'll, we'll, we'll track it. And the migration engineer will, will basically be able to work with the individuals to do that and, awesome. and see, do we, do we need to redo things or not? So we, we've got more of a process. We have to because we're, we're dealing with a lot more volume of content now. You know, when we originally did the migration tools for ourselves, we only had so much content, you know, and if we had to do manual steps, manual process, we did it. <laughs> we did that how many years ago did we do that? Two or three years ago? Two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it was the first kind of iteration of the tool itself. Um, and since then, the tool has basically stayed in, in the same 
overall form. It's still a console-based tool. And, you know, it was built that way on purpose to keep it simple. Well, it's just like JavaScript console apps are coming back. You know? Exactly. You know, there's no reason not. Why not? Need, I mean, why bring an interface into this if it's not needed? Now we have found the need for you know for for, for an interface in certain ways of like when you manage the when people want to manage what places go into Jive uh-huh. and, and yeah dealing with this we're dealing with a spreadsheet right well, that's now. great you just and people are very familiar with working with a spreadsheet as well yeah it's just it, it it's great but it's kind of un, it's unwieldy at the same time so yeah. there'll, there'll eventually be some improvements there where we can you know not be so tied to the spreadsheet and we can and make it a little bit more. Um, at least that's the, that's my hope. You know, make it a little bit more of a user interface on that part of it. You know, can never guarantee that's gonna that particular functionality is gonna happen. It really depends on on how many people are interested in the tool, how often we use it, and whether or not you know we really see the bang for for doing that. So when you're doing this, do you um, you must pull all the user information over first before the content? Is that correct? Yeah. Or is there what's the sort of high level series of what yeah. what happens? Yeah, so typically we we do a you know and, and we focus on inventory first. We talked about this a little bit in the last. Uh, oh, you can say something twice with it. I will it's forget. Okay. You don't have no. Actually, if somebody listened to it, you don't have to hit it too hard. But That's go good. ahead. That's cool. So um, typically we pull we do a get people. We pull the people in Jive first because everything's dependent on a person. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every you know even the creation of a place, mm-hmm. even the specification of a, of a place. When I say place uh, in Jive, there's the concept of uh, blogs, spaces, groups, and projects. Those are the kind of the four container mm-hmm. types. Place is just a generic term for that, so I don't mm-hmm. have to keep saying that every time. Okay. Um, and essentially, we go through. We pull the people, we pull the places, and then we pull the what's called a metadata run of content. Okay. So we pull the high level of content into our database so we can get content counts. We know kind of a breadth what's out there, what was last modified in the content at a content level and at a place level. So, and we produce a spreadsheet out of that. We take that and we give that to the customer so they can say, okay, these are the particular places that really have been modified most recently, which ones have not been touched in forever. They have a lot of information was counts as well as, you know, the, the size of each of the places. I mean, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff's in this spreadsheet. They can take that and make good decisions. And we, then we batch it, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. um, into logical chunks. We found that, you know, a logical chunk of like 50 places at a time okay. is a nice focused batch. Uh, we may ramp that up, you know, as we, as we really kind of get further into this uh, and work with larger customers. But a batch of 50 at a time seems to be pretty reasonable because you can report updates on those. Mm-hmm. You can monitor exceptions on those. And it's a, it's a consumable amount to say here. Your customer, here's another batch of 50. You can communicate this to your end users, and it it seems to be a pretty nice, manageable amount. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's pretty much how it works. Um, And you've got, it sounds like there's a couple of new folks that are working with you. Is that like Lisa and Brandon or? Mainly Lisa. Okay. Yep. And Ed Gary working with us a little bit as well. Um, Doing more of the performance improvements and helping with some of that. What about, um, are there different content types? Have there been some content type new ones that we're supporting? I know we're, we're, we're giving some estimates for what around blog post may maybe yeah. coming and what so else when we originally wrote the tool it was focused on three different containers i kind of rattled them off earlier there was yeah. the uh, blog project group and space okay well originally we didn't have blog was not part of our part of our mix it wasn't really treated as a kind of a primary content type inside of jive we were really focusing on the spaces projects and groups 
and that really came as a that came over when we originally did the tool for ourselves. We didn't. I don't think the blog as a as a container type was really even around okay. at the time. So okay. we've uh, we've been improving the tool. We've got some updates to it to actually include blogs as a primary container type now as well, uh, and bringing over that content as well too. So that's that's some improvements to the tool. Really making sure we can cover any type of place that's in Jive. We have a we have a story to deal with that, uh, and you know we we focused it on tasks. We pulled discussions. We've actually changed the tool now. So instead of Generating pages like wiki pages, things like that for discussions. It actually generates SharePoint discussions oh. uh, and real threaded uh, SharePoint discussions in SharePoint. So nice. It, uh, it it's nice because it can actually can be continued to use as a discussion. So yep. a discussion in Jive can move over to SharePoint and continue to be used as a discussion in SharePoint. And the user information is maintained, the timestamps maintained, and the whole threaded nature of the discussion is maintained. So that's definitely a super improvement to the tool. I use discussions. I use one like like I think the last time like six years ago. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't remember. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I don't remember the last. I'm being just upfront. It seems like that's been something that right. again with the overlap between SharePoint and Yammer. More mm-hmm. recently, is a a lot of the discussions go on inside of Yammer. Right. But at least this gives you an archive of the content, and you can pick up a Yammer discussion off of it as well. You, you can, can do re- that. Refer to it, or you know. You could use it by its pure nature. Or you could use it as a discussion in SharePoint. Yep. So that doesn't really end that. But yeah, like you said, it, it's a great launching point to start from Yammer. To say, okay, I want to point to this discussion and continue from there. So mm-hmm. it, it works either way. So it um, it maintains the integrity too of the threaded nature of it and, and kind of the how things were were created in Jive. It kind of it maps over a little bit better. Before we were doing things where we would create these pages and it was more of a static pull, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, wasn't really, you know, you would have to go to something like a Yammer. That uh, was your only, your only option to continue the conversation. Now we have a little bit more of a rich, um, rich set of options to go continue the conversation. So, And Jive has the concept of secret groups. How are, We're handling those as well? We're actually capturing permissions. So okay. from, you know, in terms of when I say permissions, really we're capturing the users um, at the place level. So okay. how many members are in each of different Jive places. So we're actually able to capture that detail now in our database. So that's another piece of archive information we have. But um, we can also play that forward. So you know, if, if something was a secret or a private group in Jive, we can actually provision the site in SharePoint, apply the actual permissions in terms of who was a member of, of what uh, in, in SharePoint, and then pull in the content. Okay. So that way we're not actually opening up content to folks that shouldn't see it. Okay. You know, We're actually able to leverage and move over the people and the people membership references uh, from Jive into SharePoint. And then those people would, you'd have to have the um, acceptance on their side. You'd have to have somebody who has access to the secret group to say, yes, the content's moved over. So um, what do you, what, how do you, no, you got I mean, a secret it, group, you're, you moved it over. How do you know? Secret and private groups in terms of SharePoint, there's really no kind of differences between those. Okay. Uh, they're basically the same same thing and so once it's moved over to validate let's let's say you know, there's there's a you know super secret hr discussion group okay. um three members in that group that are over in jive they get it gets pushed over into sharepoint then you'd have to have one of those three people to go and ver- verify that the right. content did get moved yeah. over properly. yeah so as part of that that spreadsheet i mentioned earlier we uh-huh. actually have a list of all those type of okay. users okay so you know for those highly sensitive places, you know, it's still up to the customer to communicate to their end users yep. when it's time to go look at it. But we don't add users to a 
uh, site in Jive, in SharePoint, and you know, mm-hmm. unless they were part of the you know the proper appropriate place in Jive. So, so you've added um, done some tweaks with multi-threading. Yes, That's, and. Substantially improved performance. Okay, so what what are we at a high level? Not you know, uh, just at a high level. What what does that mean? Like you're moving over a certain number of sites per hour, or what is that? Well, so just just for like the content metadata run, like I talked about earlier, Uh where we were just we just wanted not not necessarily pull down all the binaries, but we just want to iterate through all the content in Drive. Um, And we've been able to do something that previously took like a day, day and a half. I've seen it go down to like an hour. Hour and a half. Ooh. Yeah, so it's substantial. So substantial, substantial difference. Nice. Yeah. So and then, but then the file content will just it just it's dependent upon how quickly the it, bits go over it's the pretty is quick it pretty as quick? well. Yeah, I've seen fit. You know, typically we're pulling down content and all the binaries that come with all that. So pretty much everything. Let's say from a batch of fifty, like I talked about earlier. Sure. A batch of fifty places. Let's say they're not. Super large places, but let's say a batch of fifty. We pull that down and say like fifteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. So that that's before that might have taken us, you know, half a day, you know, to do that, just because mm-hmm. we're doing it in a very single threaded way, and it it's just there's just a lot of latency there that mm-hmm. we're just not taking advantage of the machine that that was running the tool. So really trying to take full advantage of the machine and 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 what Jive can actually accept. For throughput, mm-hmm. and and we're able to kind of you know, really trim that down. So it's important because you know people are wanting you know that are wanting to come off Jive. They want they want to get off there within a timely manner. You know, yeah. they, they, they can be a major risk if they're running up against the licensing end date. You know, and they've got a lot of content. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to be able to get that content down quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and and be able to kind of know what we're going to do with it. Is there any plans to? Because I know with Jive you can request a backup. Let's say when you're moving off of Jive, are there any plans for us to, instead of working with our API, to work directly with the backup to um, do this? I've done that myself, just poking, poking into the database, yeah. but I don't. We don't have any plans at the moment that, okay. that allows us to kind of programmatically look at that. It might be interesting for us to look at that because if that's because yeah. APIs change, right? Sure. Sure. Um, just in case, like as a backup plan, if they right. can get the, the the database backup of the whole thing, and yeah, can we can we take in can we and pull take the content out of there the content and transform it the same way? And yeah. Do something. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that that's one of the nice things. The way we've kind of designed this is that yeah, if you could read that database programmatically, then you could you could basically foot push it through the same procedures we currently have for the transform piece and the upload. So that yeah. that all stuff, all that would stay the same. Yeah. So and so. Uh, and because the reason why I say that is also backup plan in case, sure, you know, that they're not able to get out in time and we're not able to get everything out. If we can sure. work with the database backup, then that right. gives an alternative plan exactly. for people. So just a, just a thought. I try to come up with. That's good. Some little thing. Let's <laughs> put probably, that on the backlog. That's probably the worst <laughs> idea ever. You can you wouldn't say that to me. Like Danny, that is the worst <laughs> idea. You're gonna leave the room, right, and go tell people. Danny said we're gonna. I can't go believe he said that. that. Believe <laughs> no. He obviously hasn't touched Visual Studio <laughs> in over seven years. Uh, but uh, it's all good. It's all good. It's, Thank you. You know what? It's actually a good idea. I mean, if, oh. if if companies are coming up with that, you know, running into that risk or that restriction. Yeah. You know, we want to have as many options. It, it's really one of those things. If people really need it, you yep. know, we'll we'll do it. Um, probably not going to be something we're going to focus on right now. So we're you're now um, moving over to doing some getting started workshops, some 
pre some uh, I know there's some that we're throwing on your calendar to help out, and I think there's some other folks who are yep. jumping into the fray as well, exactly to help out. So that's uh, it'll be good for you just also just to see a couple you know more environments, see what people are doing, and yep. you know making the tool even better. Making the tool better, getting other folks um, kind of familiar with the tool, and and really getting getting their thoughts too on mm-hmm. on ways it's going to be could improve. You know, it's it's a it's, it's, like I said, it was designed quickly, was yep. put together quickly to to accomplish a, a task, and we've definitely refined it and, and made it a whole lot better. But that doesn't mean it can be even better. So a lot of products come from scratching your own back. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's solving a problem. Yeah, right? solving it's a problem. All about. Yeah. Um. Anything else before I let you go and don't see you for another quarter? <laughs> well, I'll see you at the, I guess at the uh, the kickoffs for these things. I'll see you there. Sure, sure. Uh, no, I mean that's that's the basic gist. I mean, we are putting together some documentation to, okay. to better right. define some of the stuff we're talking about. So it's not just me, you know, rattling this stuff off on a uh, on a call on a. A recording like this, you know, we're actually going to put together some a run book yeah. and some details. Get, if someone wanted to pick this up, they could understand it in much yeah. more more detail. I get requests all the time from folks in foreign lands asking sure. for this as a product, and I know right now it's still a fluid thing. But sure. maybe event, I'm not saying where we would never package it up as a product, but for right now, I think it's best we. We're doing the services along with it and improving right. the tool itself until we get it to a point where we're happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, being able to monitor exceptions, monitor yeah. things. I mean, I just don't think it's at a state where I, I'd, I'd feel comfortable just handing this off to someone and say, go run it. Yep. And I want I want to be pretty confident that they're going to be successful with the mm-hmm. tool. I wouldn't want to, you know, it, it definitely requires some hand-holding. But, you know, it doesn't mean one day. It, it, we'll just have to wait and see what the... What it looks like and uh, what the demand is, and absolutely, if it's really going to help someone, we'll make that decision then. Awesome. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this, especially if you're looking at uh, moving from Jive to SharePoint. This little update. Uh, probably the next time we'll pr- I'll probably just do another update on this, and right. this really helps me because when people are contacting us, unfortunately, I'm the first line of defense. <laughs> I don't know what the so they're does. asking, I don't know what it does, actually, but I, at least if we get an update, you know, once a quarter, I, I kind <laughs> of can say what it does. But yeah. uh, this really helps me out. So thank you for time, taking the time to do this. Anytime. Awesome. Thanks. And uh, we have uh, recently added some tr- uh, intro and outro music to our podcast. Oh, nice. we're, we're getting there. We're, I'm, I'm slowly putting a spit shine on it. <laughs> it's it's getting fun. there. Um, but uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please drop by our uh, threewheel.com site. Uh, you'll see a whole section on migration. Uh, come drop by. Let me know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to mig- migrate from, where you're trying to go. Uh, really appreciate everybody reaching out there. I've had some real good uh Real good um, leads come through the website, and we really appreciate you doing the, taking the time to, to reach out. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and have a super day. Bye-bye.